This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. We're going to talk about spark plugs today in between our vehicle repair calls. Uh, How long do spark plugs last, Allison? Um, Well, these days, or or lately in most cars, they last about 120,000 miles, which sounds like a lot, but they're made out of iridium. And iridium is a really hard, long-lasting metal that doesn't break down as quick as the old ones did. And that you used to replace, it's called a tune-up is where the word came from, around um, 15 to 30,000 miles back in the day was how often you would change your plug. So they last a lot longer than they used to. And uh, the ones that last so long, do they, do they cost a lot? Are there good, better, best spark plugs? Um, they do cost more than a regular spark plug. They are like a re- like a spark plug back in the day, or like a regular spark plug costs about three, four bucks. Um, these new new ones run about ten dollars, eleven dollars a piece, and but of course they go way way longer, and they have a, a better spark on them than the old ones do. Is this something that Liz Gill could do herself? Changing it <laughs> <laughs> with the help of YouTube. We want to do it. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. A person can do it on their own car. Um, the only thing that can get to be a little bit hard to do is when you have a V6 front-wheel drive car and the spark plugs are on the back side of the engine against the firewall. Those can be hard to get to. And on some cars, you have to take off the intake manifold to get to the spark plugs. And that, and that can make it difficult. But if you have a car where they're right in front of you and they're easy to get to, then uh, it's actually really, it's pretty easy. Well, since it is so easy, if you had a mechanic do it, does that mean it's an inexpensive maintenance item? Um, um, uh, well, like I said, it depends on your engine setup and, like, some cars are really easy to get to. I'd say about half or maybe maybe more than half. And then the other half, you have to remove, like, intake manifold, or you have to um, get on the back side of the engine, which is up against the firewall. And that, that can make it a little bit more difficult and complicated to do, and some people don't feel comfortable doing that. Um, so it's... Um, it's kind. Of, it's relatively affordable on most cars, but it can kind of run up a little bit, a little bit more in labor when you have to remove an intake manifold. So it's just something you have to have estimated out. Sometime in my history, I heard if you wanted to disable a vehicle for whatever reason, you could like just lift up like a spark plug wire. And that was something very easy to do that would, but, uh, you know, not noticeable. Is that something that's still uh, available? Well, what you're talking about is taking the ignition coil 
wire that goes to all the spark, spark plug wires and just taking that boot and moving it back a little bit where it looks like it's on there, but it's actually not making a connection. But cars don't use that system much anymore, and they actually have, instead of one ignition coil sparking all the spark plugs and spark plug wires, they have an ignition coil for each cylinder. So if you have a four-cylinder, you have four ignition coils. And if you know if you have a six-cylinder, you have six, and they have a coil on each uh, cylinder. All right. So we'll have to figure out another trick if you wanted to disable, hopefully, only your car <laughs> and not well, anybody else's. Do is uh, pull the fuel pump out on a car. That's kind of a quick, easy way to keep them from getting anywhere. <laughs> the f- fuel pump fuse. Okay, and the, that fuse guide is usually on the back of the lid that tells you or in your owner's manual that tells you which fuse goes to which uh, accessory? That's right. Mm-hmm. Excellent. We're talking about spark plugs, but that's just between your vehicle repair questions. Our email address for your questions is auto at mpbonline.org. Let's go ahead and start with Alec, who's called in from Clinton. Alec, thanks so much for being part of AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Thank you. I have a only slightly related question. Can you hear me? You bet. Anything, anything if it has to do with a vehicle. We even answer space station questions. <laughs> um, I hope to get into this electric car world by buying a used um, hybrid, I suppose. Um, I, I was just wondering if any of the readers had, ex- listeners had experience with a used hybrid, including things like the the great big battery that it has to have and the spark plugs and that sort of thing. That was my question. Um, well, you have to be a little more specific. Is there? Are you talking about what is the maintenance requirement or common problem areas with hybrids? No, I guess this is just something to drop on on you, and then for the readers to a listener, somebody might might call in, and I just want to hear what people's experience have been, experiences if they have bought a used uh, hybrid car of some kind. That's all. You can go on to somebody else now. Okay. Well, uh, just to quickly speak on that, because I have a hybrid, I have a Prius hybrid, mm-hmm. and uh, it's generally it's a good car. It's well built and it drives real smooth and nice, and it's just a good u- utilitarian car. It's, it's not the cutest thing in the world, but um, it gets the job done. Um, on mine, I had to replace the engine on it, and I replaced the hybrid battery recently, which were some expenses that I didn't expect. But with the gas mileage savings and the overall drivability of the car and the and the initial cost of the car was fairly low, it's um, it's still a good value. Still worth it. And did you say the brand of that car? Mine's a Toyota Prius. Right. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks, Alec. I know that you, one is supposed to, is encouraged to buy a used car because the depreciation value, you know, as soon as you buy a brand new car, you lose a fourth of the value and it, you know, goes down steadily. But 
I guess I'm always worried about why someone is selling a used car. And I, I don't know, kind of not trusting people. I, I, I assume there are all kinds of reasons, but I'm always worried they're wanting to sell it because it's a lemon. If you've got a question, send us your emails to auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about spark plugs between your vehicle repair questions. Is your car under recall? We've got a list of ones that are. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult and yes you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things listen to Fix It 101 podcast everywhere. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. If you want even more AutoCorrect, do find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. Here's the recalls for the week. The model year 2021 Kia Seltos and model year 2021 Kia Soul vehicles, specifically equipped with the two liter four cylinder engine, dealers will inspect and, if necessary, replace the engine. Model year 2017-19 Subaru Imprezia sedans and hatchbacks and model year 2018-19 Subaru Crosstrek SUVs. Dealers will check and, if necessary, update the engine control module programming and replace all the ignition coils. Subaru Forester wagons and Subaru Crosstrek SUVs, again, dealers will examine and retorque the bolts on the rear stabilizer bracket. And last, the 2009 through 2015 Toyota Venza has some airbag issues. Dealers will inspect and, if necessary, replace the driver's side front door wire harness for free. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov slash recall, and inputting your VIN or find their Safer Car app. 
We are talking about spark plugs, but that's just between your vehicle repair questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. We're so glad that Eddie has joined us from Tunica. Eddie, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question for our show? Yes, ma'am, real quick. Um, I bought a 2001 Buick Saver from a good friend, and I lost the key. So I had to go back and buy a new key from the dealer, which has been number and all that, to, to bypass this security code, I guess. So they gave me instructions on how to do it. Crank it up. Uh, I mean, turn the switch on, 10 minutes, turn it off. Turn the switch on, 10 minutes, turn it off. Turn the switch on, 10 minutes, then crank it. Didn't work. <laughs> so what am I supposed to do with this car? I, 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 I got a new key, but it doesn't work now. So what do we do? Any um, suggestions? Did you, uh, did you try that process a couple of times or just that one? I did, and then I called the dealership back again, and the guy says, well, let it, let it stay on for 30 minutes continuously and then try it. Well, well, if they, they switch, just turn the switch on. Don't turn it. Just turn it on to, to accessory or whatever so, so the light shows up. And it, that didn't work. So now in that process, I ran the battery down. So, so I put, hooked the barricade up to my other truck, uh, my truck, and then... Tried to process all over again. Didn't work. I think I'm, I'm stuck with a, with a car that I can't crank now. Or I just had to go out and get a whole new switch system. That's, that's what I'm thinking. What do you think? Um, yeah, you may have to get a, a whole other switch. But um, I, when it comes to the programming of keys and stuff like that, I'm, it, uh, you need someone more experienced in that area. Or the thing is, it's manufacturer-specific. So the dealership, right. they really need to help you out with this better than I that. Know. Or, so. or tell you you need a new uh, key cylinder, you know. Yeah, but, that's what I'm um, thinking. Uh, yeah, that's, it's kind of manufacturer-specific on how they have their security systems set up so that mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I, yeah. I think that one has the little resistor in the key, if, if I'm correct. I, I think black. it does, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. Or, um, you know, that's... It's on the key. It's on the key. Yeah, the cold like thing. Eleven, right. I think, different uh, <laughs> resistor uh, measurements that those keys have, and it has to be just right for your cylinder. Exactly. And you know what you could do? Um, we've had him on the show before, and he he'd be someone great to ask if. Um, his name is Wade. He's my locksmith guy. We've had him on the show before, okay. Wade. and he. I have a Buick Century that I lost the key on, and he actually uh, reprogrammed me a new key, but he had to go through, a, like, 11 different codes before it hit the right <laughs> resistor size wow. to get it wow. correct. Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, and so, but I can give you his phone number right now if you like. All right, give me, give me Wade's phone number. His number is seven six nine two five seven two two eight zero. Two two eight zero. Great. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I'll call you. You're Wade. very welcome. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
Good luck, Eddie. And we, yeah, we did do a show on keys, and I'm having trouble finding that date, but I'll, I'll look that up and announce that later, which show is the podcast for that. Let's now go to uh, Marcus in Hernando. Marcus, thank you so much for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question for Allison? Uh, good morning. Um, I wanted to encourage the previous caller to go ahead and buy a used hybrid vehicle. Uh, based on my own experience. What do you like? Well, uh, in my experience, I bought a used Prius that had under 40,000 miles, and it lasted 284,000 miles over about five years. I'm curious what happened at 284,000 miles that caused you to sell it or whatnot with it. Oh, that's a great question. Um, the time came to replace the the uh, cell, the battery cells, so yeah. I just scrapped it. Oh. Well, these days we have uh, really good options for hybrid batteries. There's been a lot of companies spring up that will come in and install them and replace them for you and for a good price with good warranties, and uh, that might not have been available at the time that, that you knew about, and you were hearing that high price for the hybrid battery, which Toyota charges. Um, well, and that yeah, sort of I, I, I was given that option, but um, given the wear and tear I'd put on the car, uh, there was no way to justify any expense, even the lower expense. Right. Well, thanks, Marcus, for sharing that with us. I'm glad you enjoyed buying your used car. And I want to remind all of our MPB listeners that if you ever do get tired of a car and want to donate it, MPB would love to come pick it up from you, take it off your hands, and that would be a charitable donation to the MPB Foundation. If you just go to mpbonline.org and click on giving at the top, it gives you the link on where you can contact the organization that does that for us so that you're an MPB supporter for autocorrect and other shows. Marcus, thanks so much for calling in. We appreciate hearing your story. If you would like to call in, our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Let's go on to Cleveland and talk to Charlotte. Charlotte, thanks so much for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? I'd like to share two helpful uh, things. I recently had to replace ignition coils on my O9 Corolla S, and I had actually done the first two at $75 each with a local chain parts store. But then when my other two started going out, I discovered I could get just the same quality with now the chain store had a lifetime warranty but i can get them online for 17 dollars a piece with a 90-day warranty and so to me uh even if they went out in a couple of years it's still more economical to do it that way um i didn't realize how cheaply i could get parts online and the other thing i want to share is when i first bought my 09 corolla uh, it was pre-owned. It had one little spot of peeling on the paint on the hood, but ever since I've had it for four years, every time it rains or when dew rises, it has spread like leprosy, 
and I called Toyota Corporate because someone told me it's a defect in how it was painted when it was made. And Toyota gave me a claim number to take to the Toyota dealer in Greenville. And once corporate receives the estimate and it's verified that it is a defect in painting, they're going to give me a whole new paint job and furnish me with a car while it's being done. So I just wanted to share that for anyone who might be experiencing that with Toyota paint jobs. What year was it that you had that the claim done? Um, uh, once I get my second COVID shot, I'm going to be taking the car to Greenville and getting the estimate. But the body shop made so it recent. So years later, they, they were able to still compensate you for that. That's amazing. Yes, uh, I'm you know I'm the second owner, and uh, they ran my VIN number, and uh, Toyota Corporate ran my VIN number and said they will take care of it. Charlotte, I think you win the best call of the year award. I am, I'm so proud of you for replacing your own ignition coil and for, you know, doing just a little bit of digging. And now you're going to get a whole new paint job because you learned about a warranty defect. Yay, Charlotte. Thank you. Thanks for calling in and sharing that with us. I appreciate it. Uh, and back to, who was it, Eddie's call about the lost key. On February 2nd of 2019, that's when we had the uh, illuminating uh, podcast where we had the locksmith on it. Our guest was Wade Jones from ABC Lock and Key, and he just really opened our eyes to all the uh, abilities that a traveling locksmith can do. Uh, Allison, I just loved that show. That was fantastic to learn all of that. Yeah, it was really good. It was it was something I had no idea about. Yeah, it was a really good show. All right, let's go to Ken in Birmingham. Ken, we're so glad you're listening to us on AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question for Allison? Yes, my comment uh, question is I recently purchased a 2004 Acura TSX. It has 225,000 miles on it, and I paid $2,500 for it. Do you think that was a good deal with the car? It's uh, it's not really a, a good car. I had to put about $1,500 in it already. Uh, is that a good deal what I paid for it, and what should I do? Um, I, this is a source that I use to, to do the value of cars um, when I'm looking at them to buy, and it and it's just uh, you got to have a basis somewhere, some some data to to be able to decide what's a good price for a car. And I use Kelly Blue Book, so that's all okay. I would use. And I I would tell you you can you can look on Kelly Blue Book, but um, also when you buy a car, a used car especially. Um, Good to have an inspection done by a trustworthy mechanic. And um, I'm curious what repairs you have. I don't know if we have time to talk about that. But 
sometimes with these cheaper cars, you end up having a lot of repairs that end up costing as much as if you, if you bought a lower mile car that costs a little more. So, but I mean, sometimes your budget can only only go so far. Um, but you just have to be very careful. Yes, and uh, I, I bought it from a friend, and I trusted him, and I found out recently that he purchased, he bought the car from someone else, and he gave them a thousand dollars for it. Then he sold it to me for twenty five hundred, and that's supposed to have been my friend. Would you just wanted to ask? Would you still continue to be his friend? No, he lied. Okay. Yes, he he did. Um, Yes, and that's that's really all I wanted to ask you about the car. I I don't know. I might just try and hopefully sell it and get half of my money back or something. Or well, you know, keep it and run it to a stop. You know, once you've already yes, had ma'am. those repairs done, hopefully it doesn't need much anything else and <laughs> run it till it stops. You know. Yes. Well, I hope. Well, I appreciate y'all taking my call. Oh, thanks, Ken. Uh, God bless you on that. And uh, remember, Dr. Susan Buttress can talk to you about, oh, golly, what's a make or a break on friendship on our Southern Remedy Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Oh, that, that's a dirty deal. That's, that's very sad. Our email address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org. We're learning about spark plugs between your car repair questions. What's in the news? I'm going to tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. We are the Iuka Drive-In Theater. We're the last operating drive-in in the state of Mississippi. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Freak me out that you could come and drive your car and park and watch the movie outside. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app, Mile Marker, a Mississippi Roads podcast. Hi, it's Rachel Martin with NPR's Morning Edition. People have stories about their car, that long summertime family road trip, that hand-me-down first car they got when they turned 16, the first car they bought on their own. And cars can generate other kinds of stories, like the kind you hear on this station. When you donate a vehicle to this station, the proceeds bring you stories from around the world. Here's how to get started. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. Thanks for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill. I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, you can click the support button and make a contribution. Contributions help keep our programs on the air for you and others to enjoy. Thank you for your contribution to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. 
Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. So in the news today is Earth Day, and we want to encourage all of our listeners to be responsible in disposing of used cars and also um, used cars, used oil, used tires. We had a flat spare donut tire but we were able to take it to the place we had previously bought some tires from they were able to take it uh, to recycle it allison what does your shop do or what do you do with used oil oh no um or, or anyone that shaves their oil at home or you know when i used to do um work out of my house uh, I, I, you use an old drain container from the auto parts store that you can get specifically for oil, and let the oil drain into there, top it off, and then take it back to the auto parts store, and they have a uh, oil container in the back where you put it in there, and they, they have a, a company that comes picks it up and recycles it. Um, basically, that's the same thing we do at a shop. We have a huge oil container where used oil goes, and then they come and they get it. And I think we have to pay for the disposal on that. But um, And it's used, it's recycled and, and used for different things. Fantastic. And you, basically, do not pour it in your yard. Um, it very, very little oil is all it takes to contaminate a large bunch of water and aquifers that are up under the ground and that sort of thing and it just destroys it so do not pour it in your yard don't pour it on ant piles and catch the ant pile on fire you know and and stuff like that you you, you know don't do that take it to the auto parts store and they'll dispose of it show you how to do that in addition today being earth day it is car care month We've got a couple of calls. Let's go to Timothy in Louisiana. Hey, Timothy, we're glad you called into AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question for us today? Well, I got uh, first a comment. You, you know, I hear your spiel about, you know, use your plastic and go to the website. Some of us don't have plastic. Just give us an address and we'll send you a money order. Oh, all right. 3825 Ridgewood Road, Jackson, Mississippi, 39211. And I'll repeat that in just a minute. What's your second comment? Um, My question is, um, my key fob opens my doors, you know, electronically. But it's got a a place on there that says um, back hatch, okay? It hatch glass, and that does not work. I wonder why. My key fob did not go with the car, and maybe they had it programmed to work with the car. That could be it. So that is uh, not the original key fob, perhaps. It does open the doors, though. Yeah, you can, you can actually hack key fobs and use them for different cars. Um, actually, and, and uh, program them to work for for different things. Different Where parts. did you have programmed that? Oh, I have no idea how that works. Um, a friend um, of mine was telling me about how he did that with his Prius. He took a, a Lexus key fob from something else, and he changed out the. I, I'm really not sure what he did. I, I forget what he said. It's some. Um, 
somehow he reprogrammed it to work in his Prius and all right. all right, the crank it and everything. How he did that, I, I don't, I can't remember the process, but I'll, I'll figure it out when I, when I get it out. When I get it, I'll let you know how I did it. Thanks, oh, Timothy. We appreciate you calling in, and we do want to remind everyone, uh, however you'd like to support MPB, we need your support. We are public radio, and we certainly appreciate you and cannot do this without the support of our listeners. And if you don't have uh, plastic to charge a credit card for, or you'd like to be sent a bill so that you can mail a check, or you want to contact us, please uh, do go ahead and uh, you could drop us a line. Our phone, our address is 3825 Ridgewood Road, Jackson, Mississippi, 39211. Or you could always speak with the MPB Foundation members. The main number here at MPB is 601-432-6565. They do still send out invoices and take checks monthly from listeners however you want to contribute if you want to contribute to mpb we're going to find a way to let you be a part of the mpb family let's go to morton and talk with donnie now donnie thank you so much for calling into autocorrect today what's your comment or question thank you Alice. Um, about three months ago my wife and i bought a gmc arcadia Denali, 2017, 45,000 miles, looked brand new. And the day after we got it, the electronics just went crazy. I mean, the automatic brake system would apply. You'd be going down the road at 70 miles an hour. It would apply. The engine light would come on. The tachometer hand and the uh, speedometer hand would go to zero and bounce up and down. It was just in all kind of different messages would come across the screen. And I was a little concerned when we bought the vehicle, so they promised me, this was a, a, a new dealership, that you know, a local here in Mississippi, that if uh, there was a problem, they would fix it. Well, after two months of being in the shop and us picking it up a couple of times and immediately still having the problem, we side-traded into a new vehicle and bought a new Traverse. So, yeah, new versus used can be a real problem financially, but uh, after three years and 36,000 miles, that electrical system is not covered under your bumper-to-bumper warranty anymore. And GMC and Chevrolet dealerships, their flat rate labor hour is $135.50 plus tax. So uh, electrical repair can be extremely expensive. So people be, need to be aware of that when they buy a used vehicle. That was just my comment. I'll hang up and thank you very much for taking my call. Thank you, Donnie. And I'm. I, I, I'm just nodding my head along with Donnie. You know, Allison uh, has her own shop that, you know, and has little friends and can work on things herself. Uh, uh, I, I don't <laughs> Allison, I what's your comment? Under the lemon law, got my money back. Um, well, he did, he did uh, tr- side trade it, yeah. 
yeah, that that's a case where like obviously that car had been flooded or something like that, and or uh, the computer something happened to the computer maybe. So, which could have been like them jumping off a car and jumping it off wrong or something like that. Something happened to it, and they knew about that. So, I, I you know, that's that's awful that they had that happen to them. But, um, you know, it sounds like something they knew about. They cleared it or whatever, and then and then still sold the car when it basically it was a total car and needed to be sold for parts. We're learning about spark plugs today and taking your repair questions. You can send us an email to our address, auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up. Hey, it's a luxurious car without costing a ton of money. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. This week we're driving the 2021 Lincoln Corsair Reserve Edition. And it really reminds us that as Lincoln's competitors have started to chase BMW, Lincoln's just kept on being Lincoln. The exterior has lots of chrome on it, just a little bit of glitz to it, 20-inch wheels, and it just looks really, really nice on the outside. Inside, this one has the Beyond Blue theme. These really pretty blue seats that are 24-way adjustable, heated and cooled, Rebel audio system, panoramic sunroof, and a full suite of safety gear. Heads-up display, lane keep assist, and lane centering steering. Under the hood, a 2.3-liter turbocharged four-cylinder, delivers 295 horsepower, 21 miles per gallon in the city, and 28 miles per gallon on the highway. Very nice vehicle. Price, the Corsair starts right at $36,000. This one has equipped $57,680. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center and host of Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking. Join us as we explore issues that relate to you and your family, from mental health obstacles and family interactions to handling life disruptions. Whatever the issue, let's try to figure it out together. You can listen live Tuesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio, Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay, Saturdays at 11. 
I'm Liz Gill with the Lady Auto Mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Allison, I have got to read you this email we got on Monday. Last week, we talked about air conditioning. And remember, we had that wild call, someone wanting to know about air conditioning on the space shuttle. Remember that? Uh, yeah. So we get this air. We get this email on Monday. Ladies, a caller on last week's show asked if air conditioning technology for space vehicles was the same as air conditioning technology on Earth. Ms. Walker did not know, and the moderator uh, said you'd have to ask SpaceX. Well, my nephew is an engineer at SpaceX, so I called him. The reply: Here's what he told her. Essentially, space vehicles have what's called a thermal control system, or TCS, inside the vehicle. Water or glycol runs through the hot parts in the station, which uses convection to pull the heat out of the liquid. The heat is then directed to radiators, the heat exchangers outside the vehicles, which use radioactive cooling to send the collected heat out into space. Without gravity, obviously, there is something mechanical inside to make the water circulate. Earthbound air conditioners use compression cooling rather than radioactive cooling because there's enough moisture to perform the dehumidifying on Earth, but not enough in space. When the spacecraft is back on Earth, the system switches to standard air conditioning. This is before launch and re-entry. Oh, my gosh. Marsha Williams, I am so excited you have a nephew who works for SpaceX that you emailed him and that you emailed us at auto at mpbonline.org. That's just wild, Allison. Well, yeah, that's um, it's not I would have never guessed that or, you know, I've heard anything like that. But glycol is similar to uh, the refrigerant we use it. In, in your car and actually in the coolant system of your car for the engine part. So that's the only similarity that I heard. <laughs> We've been talking today about spark plugs. We're learning about spark plugs between your vehicle repair questions. Allison, it is amazing to me that a spark plug, as you said, is um, maybe a 3 to $10 item to actually purchase one and that they last now maybe up to 120,000 miles. It's such a little thing, but it's an important part. If if maybe it's almost time to replace it, you're not proactive in replacing it before it goes bad, how do you know a spark plug is going bad? Um, you have to get it out of the engine and look at it, and you have to see if it's worn down. Um, if it's starting to wear down enough where the ignition coil has to work harder to make a spark plug happen, it can wear out your your ignition coil prematurely. But it's, um, it, I mean, I guess you could Google images on your phone or something or do, do research on what a spark plug is supposed to look like. But basically it's a square um tip on there that it wears down and then the the little part on the spark plug that sticks up in the middle will wear down 
and um and that's what you're looking for you're looking for wear and so basically you kind of have to know what a brand new spark plug looks like versus an old one and would you say spark plugs like belts and hoses if your owner's manual recommends you change them after a certain date or after a certain miles you should go ahead and do that even if they look to be okay I would, because like I said, sometimes like a spark plug will be worn but not badly worn, and it will just cause your ignition coil to have to work harder to make it spark, so it will um, make your ignition coil go bad, you know, which is a lot more expensive to replace most, most times. We want you, our car, to work smarter, not harder. But we are also very proud of, who was it? Charlotte, who learned how to replace her own ignition coils. Let's go to uh, the phones. We've got Nora calling in from Biloxi. Nora, thanks so much for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? Well, uh, about a month ago, um, you had mentioned something about some uh, 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 a range of years that a Prius was having problems, like 2010 to 2016 or something like that. And I just wanted to verify what years you were had mentioned. What it is is the engine um, in 2009 through 2012, they had oil rings that would go bad on the piston and it starts consuming a lot of oil, and those rings go bad because oil is coming in through your PVC system, uh, PCV, I'm sorry, and coming in and distorting your oil ring and getting in your cylinder walls and on top of the uh, cylinder, it's not supposed to be there, and, and causing the oil ring to distort, and it was uh, just a bad design. Um, you can get it, you can get the engine rebuilt or replace it and put an oil catch can on it to keep it from getting oil into your engine and hopefully making it last longer and keeping it from consuming a lot of oil. Okay, so I'm looking at, at um, purchasing a 2008, so I wouldn't have to worry about that, you don't think? No, but um, you do want to keep an eye on the oil on any car that you get and okay this kind of oil it consumes um that kind of gives you an idea of the wear and tear on the car and um and so that's that's kind of something you want to do on any used car is keep an idea and just so people know that wasn't just the priuses that was toyota corollas and camrys that had that same four-cylinder engine and oh, they all okay. had oil consumption problems in that era Okay, very good. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye. Allison, what was that website that we go to to find out what years uh, cars might have had problems? Carcomplaints.com. Excellent. Last call before the end of the show is John from Madison. John, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect. What's your comment or question? Hey, I've got a, my a low-pressure uh, tire light is on the dashboard and we've checked the air and all the tires and they're they're fine so i'm assuming the sensor's out is there anything i can do about that or should i just ignore it until uh I've replaced the tires um i would check the spare too some manufacturers i know toyota does put the sensor in the spare also that can cause your tire pressure light to come on 
And um, other than that, there's a, there's a its own separate computer to program those things and read the codes of what tire sensors acting up and that sort of thing. Um, you can take it to a tire place and see if they can read it and give you an estimate of what it would take to to get it fixed. It may just need reprogrammed or something like that. But um, they're kind of like their own little system within the car, and and uh, they can be annoying to be able to get it right to get those that light to come off. It, you know, it can be uh, process. Sometimes you can replace the sensor, reprogram it, and that light still is coming on and reading that it's bad. And they're just uh, kind of an annoying system, not the not the best system in the, the whole world. And I don't know any manufacturer that doesn't have a problem with it. Okay, I think you just told me to ignore it, but I'll check the spare anyway. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks, John. All right, Allison, we have one minute left. Keep us up to date on uh, Allison Racing. Where where will you will you be going out this weekend anywhere? Oh, yeah. I'm going to West Monroe for the Red River Region SCCA all across at, uh, on Sunday. And um, wish me luck. Hopefully I do, do good. I'm, I'm going to go try. Oh, we always do. We always wish you luck. Are you going to be driving uh, your car? Is it uh, up to speed, or are you doing your car sharing with your uh, friend? I'm still sharing. Uh, my friend, he's let me drive his 2017 Subaru WRX STI, and I'm still building my race car. It's just taking forever. Um, to get it done. It's just a lot of different components that have to come together to, to get it going. But um, thankfully, I have a friend that's let me drive his amazing car in the meantime. Does he ever get mad if you do better than he does? <laughs> He's mad, but I beat him every time. But he <laughs> can't believe it. <laughs> that's usually the look I get is a bit of shock on people's face when I beat them in their own car. I've seen it quite a lot. <laughs> It's funny. <laughs> they just have to let it go. That's going to wrap us up for today's AutoCorrect. Our call screener for today's show has been Jay White, and we love our board engineer, Michelle McAdoo. So for Allison Walker, who you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as the Lady Auto Mechanic, I'm Liz Gill. Thanks for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.